Hi, my name's Maddie. And I'm Bella. And welcome to Don't Fall, Please Call. A self-help guide for student nurses by student nurses. Um, it's when do we record? I think we recorded a while ago, but we recorded a couple of episodes for you guys. Hmm. So we've been very there's been a lot of like not change, but like a lot of good things happening right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, Maddie's got her Bruce on job. She just started a Bruce on job. Working two jobs over summer. Yeah, and we both moved into rentals. Um, Maddie most recently. So yeah, we've been very, very busy with life. <laughs> life. I like I feel like once uni ends sometimes. Like I remember this time last year I was really like, come on, March. Hurry up, March. Yeah. It's really yeah. Like, definitely. I was like, what do I do with my life? But I'm hoping because I'm still keeping my retail job because mm-hmm. I couldn't leave it because I actually love it so much that I yes. can't leave it. And like paying rent in Melbourne is quite expensive. So I also needed um, that fallback. Yeah. Like I needed to be able to be like, if I hate this Rousson thing, I will just go to my other job. But at the moment I've, I've worked two shifts. I only started last week. But yeah. I've worked two shifts since starting. So I've actually worked 16 hours. Okay. In the COVID swabbing clinic and it's been good. And like, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about um, our, like what we do outside of our degree. Yes. And, you know, nursing, um, healthcare related. So I'm a Rousson and Bella. And I'm a support worker. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they're both different, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they both um, aid nursing a lot. Absolutely. And like... You could also be like an assistant in nursing is also something I know a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Some people are PCAs. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people that are support workers. I think support work is like there's an abundance of support. Oh, definitely. There's so many companies these days, which Absolutely. is amazing. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely a really good job to have just in general. Yeah, and I think like, it, like I find like the best part about this Bruce on role is that I'm doing my nursing skills um, outside of nursing, like mm. completing. And, like, you're, like, being in the COVID um, swabbing clinic, like, swabbing is not something that we actually learn, like, in a, like, class. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, and, like, the big thing for me in the swabbing clinic is actually doing all the, like, communication and the paperwork because, um, like, doing EMR. Mm-hmm. Doing all the like, can you like tell me symptoms? Like we do like a, a version of like cold spa almost for COVID symptoms. Like what yeah. is that duration? What do you have? Where did you contact it? Were you contacted by the DHS to come in today? Ra ra ra. Yeah, yeah. So it's a lot of it's yeah. I mean, we do something similar in my job, um, where we like when we go into a client's house we have to say you know have you been exposed like blah 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 blah. not obviously as extensive but you know in a post-covid world I think that's just how it's going to be for the next couple of years and totally. that kind of thing but yeah definitely not as extensive as what Maddie has to do because she's actually swabbing people <laughs> I, I'm just going to their houses to look after them <laughs> the amount of times I've had people be like do you think I have covid and I'll be like I don't know. <laughs> I could not tell you. Like, feel my forehead. I'm really hot. And I'm like, 
I no, <laughs> I have to protect myself. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, I'm like, you're in PPE, and I'm like, oh, I can't feel it through the gloves anyway. Sorry, mm. sorry. Um, there's not a lot of like the the clinic itself has common sense. Some of the people that come in don't have common sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. the amount of people I've swabbed that actually haven't ever had a COVID test, and I was like, you haven't had a cold in two years, where you've gone, I don't know if I should. Yeah. Have I was like living in Melbourne, like. Last year, obviously, because of COVID, I lived back home. Mm. Um, and if you got a cold, you knew it wasn't COVID because Aubrey had never had a case of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Until till this year, actually, because mm. of New South Wales. Yeah. But, like, the amount of people that have come in and be like, oh, yeah, no, I've got my first cold. I'm like, your first cold since the start of 2020. You're joking. That's insane. <laughs> I'm like, you're joking. Like, you How can't. the heck? Literally. And they're like, oh. Or like people be like, I was exposed um a week ago. And I'll be like, and so you're coming in for day <laughs> six testing? Is this day six testing? No, no, no. This is I've I've only realized now. I'm like, so you didn't get a text six days ago. How did you know it was six days? Oh, I got a text four days ago. Oh like, my so you didn't God. come in. Oh no, no, I just I was really busy. I went to work, <laughs> took the kids to school, went oh to a party, and you go, Oh my god, really? Like <laughs> like I I don't know know what the COVID cases in Melbourne are today I don't even check I never no neither do I I never look um I I used to watch the tv every morning like the news but I just don't anymore because it's all doom and gloom and yeah I definitely agree with you I feel like I walk into the clinic knowing that I may will possibly come in contact with someone who tested positive yeah the testing for us is quite um is quite extensive like we do like the lollipop swab mm. um, where you like suck on this little um lollipop for 30 seconds and it's like a test mm-hmm. um so we do that after every shift and at the end of the week you do like the nasal pharyngeal swab which is like your normal COVID test yeah yeah like I always come back negative good um, <laughs> and like I like had a cold last week and I was like fuck it I've got a cold I was like I've got COVID because I work in the clinic but no mm. like it's not it was just like being tired because I worked I worked on top of this job. I think I worked up to 30, 40 hours. Oh, wow. Money, money, money. Money, money, money. <laughs> a hectic week. But, yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like I feel like what we'll do today as well, like we might run through like what our days look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Bella, go more into like support care work. Like, um, So basically, so I'm a support worker. I... Just, it, you can get a variety of things with the company that I'm with. Um, they literally do everything. They do personal care, community access, respite, like home help, cooking, cleaning, um, what else, dog walking, like childcare. It's a very versatile and broad kind of range of things that you can do. And you have complete choice in what areas that you want to work in. Mm-hmm. So personally, I do some cleaning shifts, but I'm not really the biggest fan of it. Like with Two of my regular clients, I fortnightly do a big clean for them. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's not something that I'd, like, put my hand up to do and kind of be like, yeah, 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 like, I'll pick up these three cleaning shifts within the next fortnight. Like, it's not really my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, so, basically, I do a lot of personal care work with my clients. So, I have um, clients with a variety of disabilities and I look after some elderly as well um clients and then like yeah variety of needs variety of wants like I don't just do personal care so 
yeah, like I said, a lot of my clients are personal care. So I do showers with them um, with, and they're like a variety of ability and independence. So one of my clients has MS, but um, this client in particular can wait there. So he mm. doesn't need a, um, a hoist or a sling or anything to, so he's, yeah, just one person care. Whereas typically with your MS clients, they're wheelchair bound. So um, you do a lot of hoisting and that kind of stuff. Um, and then I have clients that I do community access with. So that means like take them to appointments, take them out for coffee, um, take them to do groceries, like that kind of thing. So it's definitely a wide variety of people. Um, and, yeah, I, I just – the company that I'm with is really flexible. You can just pick up shifts wherever. I have, I think, six or seven ongoing clients right now that I see every week or fortnightly, um, and I love them all to bits. They are just – it's just one of the best jobs to have. I'm such a people person, so mm-hmm. it's definitely right up my alley. Um, and, you know, you miss them if you don't see them for a week yeah. or two. <laughs> yeah, because um, yeah, while oh, – update on my health. <laughs> um uh, last episode we talked about me getting the marina put in and how painful it was. Turns out <laughs> it actually wasn't the marina that was causing me all this pain. Mm-hmm. I had um, lymphoditis in my abdomen, so swollen lymph nodes, and I ended up in hospital with pain twice. Um, and, yeah, they thought I had a variety of things. Like originally they thought um, it was the marina that was causing mm. um, the pain, so they did an internal ultrasound to see if it was in the right position, and it was. And then they thought, oh, maybe you're pregnant, like you're having an eptopic pregnancy. And I was like, oh, God, surely not because, like, um, just been just broke up with this boy. And I was just like, no. this is the last thing I need right now. Um, and, yeah, wasn't pregnant. And then they thought appendicitis. And I was like, oh, surely oh not because, like, my family's in Ballarat. So right. I'd never really been in the hospital before. I was by myself. Like my roommate drove me to um, the hospital at like 1am on the Friday morning and I was absolutely shitting myself because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, if I have to have surgery, like I hate the thought of like going being put to sleep and all this stuff. I was like absolutely freaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it turns out it was just the lymphoditis, which is actually really common in children and teenagers. Like the latest you can usually get it is 20. Yeah. And I'm 20, so <laughs> of course I got it at 20. Um, yeah, and it's just a viral thing. Like it can literally come out of nowhere. Mm. It just pretty much passes on its own. Mm. Um, but it was like pain in my lower abdomen, like around where you'd have the cesarean section scar, yeah. um, kind of down that part. And then it would move to the right side and go down my right leg. So that's why they thought it was appendicitis. And that's how it presents usually. Um, mm. we might put the actual name in the, I can't pronounce it. It's like mesenteric lymphoditis. I was going to say, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just basically swollen abdomen lymph nodes, which, you know, I'd never heard of it before, but seeing that it's so common, it was really interesting. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. So mm. when I got that Snapchat and you were just like in the hospital, like, <laughs> so, what? I'm allowed to bed. It was like what it would have been like the Saturday morning too, and like we were talking last night, and you're in bed, and the next snap I get, you were like in the hospital, and I was like, whoa, yeah, because I think I'd called you the night before because um I was upset, yeah, and the breakup too, 
and we like talked for ages yeah we did I reckon it was about like an hour and a half or something mm. and yeah and like because I was fine when I went to bed I just like had heat packs and stuff and was having pain relief and then I mm. woke up at like one o'clock in the morning and called nurse on call and she was like go to the hospital I love nurse on call I know so do I they're so sweet um yeah but like I couldn't I couldn't lay down I hurt to stand up like I like the only comfortable place I was in the house was sitting on the toilet but like bent forward yeah um yeah it was the most pain I've ever been in it was absolutely insane so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens when I get the marina replaced like I doubt I will be in that much amount of pain but yeah that's what happened experience yeah yeah they gave me like I was full I don't know when did I speak to you on the Friday morning we FaceTime didn't we I think they gave me so when I first went in they gave me Neurofen and Endone mm. and then it kicked up again so they gave me more Endone and then it kicked up again and I just was in so much pain so they were like all right we'll give you fentanyl and plexia and I was cooked out of my brain <laughs> plexia and fentanyl <laughs> um yeah I apparently I was like they put the bed rails up so, so, so I wouldn't fall out <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and I apparently, like... <laughs> I was like tapping on the the bed frame, like on the railing, and I was like talking. The um, my nurse was like, "Oh, who's Wally?" I was like, "Wally's my dog," and she was like, "You you kept talking to Wally," and we were like, "Who the hell is Wally?" So I was having off some off my chops. I was having some really weird dreams, but it definitely it made the pain a lot better. Um, mm. And then like I went into the ultrasound, and I was like basically half asleep and the the um the radiographer had the little because I had an internal one they did the abdomen first and they couldn't Mm. find my appendix so I was freaking out and then he did the internal one and he just like kept saying to me are you comfortable are you comfortable and I was like having the I was like in and out of sleep like like, lying on the bed while he's got this thing like um yeah so that's what happened to me and because of that I missed um Two, two and a half weeks off work, I think. Hmm. Um, and it's casual work. So, um, you know, I really miss my clients, especially my um, ongoing regular clients. Like there's, I've got one elderly person three times a week in the mornings to do a shower. Hmm. And I walked in and she was like, oh my God, I've missed you. <laughs> I was like, Bless I missed you too. <laughs> missed you too. And she was like, oh, you know, you got to keep yourself out of the walls. I was like, I know, I'm sorry. Yeah, so. You definitely would become such an important part in their, like, oh, yeah. in their lives. Like, I just, like, bless their hearts. And, mm. like, how many people, like, on a day, would, mm. like, what times and how long do you see people, like? It kind of depends on the day. Like, a Friday is my busiest day. I have mm-hmm. four clients on a Friday. Uh, fortnightly, I have four clients on a Friday, but just weekly, I have three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have the elderly, the elderly um, person in the morning at seven, mm-hmm. and then I go to a family at eight till ten, mm-hmm. and then I have a break from ten to eleven thirty, and then I go to a regular of mine and either take a grocery shopping or clean her house or take her for a walk, like. It just kind of really depends. And then through the week, it's a bit more relaxed. It's mostly morning shifts, so I do a lot of morning shifts. Mm. Um, 
and I like it that way. I like doing the mornings, it uh, gets me out of bed. Um, and yeah, if they call me, like I'm pretty good with picking up shifts. So if they need me to do anything, I just pick it up mm. and you know, get to meet more people. There's a couple of um, clients that I see, you know, every now and again, like that I'm more than happy to pick up. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy to pick up anyone anyway um, if they really need me. But yeah, even through yeah. doing that, I've picked up regular clients. Most of my clients yeah. because of that. So yeah, I love my job. It's amazing. Yeah. You always say that you have a good day. Like, mm. and that's the best thing is like, I enjoy going to work. Like I get up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to see so-and-so this morning. And I'm really excited because, mm. you know, you just hear so many stories about their lives and, you know, you become that integral part of their day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're a support support person to them as well like a couple of my clients oh two of my clients um one in particular um they sometimes just want that companionship and you know just want someone to go and have a coffee with or go for a walk with or um the Saturday just got that's just gone I went to a movie with one of my clients that she really wanted to see yeah so you know it's just it's a bit of everything and I like love that person to person connection and therapeutic relationships and just Mm -hmm. that rapport that you build with patients so much it's something that coming out of my placements I've been um complimented on so it's definitely one of my stronger nursing skills so it's just an absolute blessing to be able to do that every single day for my job so yeah yeah Yeah, that's my job (laughs) I think like that's really important like I haven't gained a love yet for Ruson only because I've just yeah started it. and obviously like, I've loved both shifts mm-hmm. um but the Ruson um the Vax clinic is like not Vax I'm not in Vax I mean swap yeah the swapping clinic is very like because I work with different people every time like I've never seen the same person twice yet mm-hmm. um and we get a lot of agency nurses mm-hmm. so there's like a couple of us that are like agency and then there's like one to two Rusons, mm-hmm. and like most of the nurses are bank. Mm. There's not very many. Um, there's one RN in case we have to do like CPR or something. Like in a sense, like we've got just one. Person, <laughs> like just in case, yeah. Like we've got one person who can actually administer drugs mm-hmm. by themselves mm-hmm. if we needed to. Mm. It sounds like, so silly. <laughs> it's, it's very silly, and apparently, like I'm the second. Like I'd be the second responder as well, a Ruson. That's crazy. Which, it's crazy because you got to think like all these bank nurses, they were like, oh, yeah, we had a man collapse and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> and I was like, that's not funny, what? but like that's that's really bad. Like I just remember being like. You'd think they'd be like CPR trained or something. I thought I mean, I was like, are you not? She's like, oh, I'm trained in CPR. I just never done it. And I was like, cool. And if like we call a code blue, they never know where to find the clinic. So it took them 30 minutes to get a crash cart last time. Oh, my gosh. That's so bad. That's life or death. Like, it was, yeah. And like, <gasps> we're like, can we get a crash cart down here? And they were like, mm. where? And, like, the closest one to us because we're next to MRI, mm-hmm. like, X-ray. And they're like, we had to steal it off MRI. And they nearly were like, well, what if we have someone have a code blue? Or we're like, well, we're having one right now. So, like, mm. we need this. Give me a freaking cart. <laughs> Like, ICU couldn't find the staff entrance to the clinic. Oh, God. Like, and that was me also when I first started on my first day. I couldn't find mm. the staff entry. I was, like, very confused on where I was. 
for a very, very long time. Yeah. But yeah. the shifts are, like, very interesting in the clinic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's either you work – like, they're always eight hours – Technically yeah. eight and a half hours, but they like take out your half hour break. So they make yeah. you work the eight instead of working seven and a half. Yeah. Whereas my typical shift's like an hour to two hours. Yeah. Yeah. Like I work either nine to five or at 7.15 to 3.45. Okay. So that's like your standard like office job pretty much. Yeah. Like you work like an eight hour shift and you get like a 15 and a 30, mm-hmm. which is good. But like obviously like we have lots of downtime, like, the busiest is when the clinic first opens because we have to swab all the COVID ward, like, night staff and any other night oh, staff. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then, like, that 7.15, we let, like, we get ready at 7.15 and then by 8, we let the general public in and then we have to, like, pre-screen them and, like, if they haven't been to the clinic before, like, as if, if they haven't been to my, like, specific hospital before, mm-hmm. we have to fully register them through like an ED register like thing. Right, okay. So like we have to ask them like what's their mini card number? What's their normal GP clinic? What's and it's like a walk in, it's not a drive through. Right, okay. So like walk in and then they have like three bays mm-hmm. and they sit in the bays and like you know we do the test and then we say bye and like like I worked Wednesday and like by nine o'clock I didn't stop swabbing until about twelve. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Break. And then like we swab and then we have breaks so like we just get some chairs and we just sit down yeah yeah oh interesting we sit down for like maybe 30 minutes at a time because we'll have like a break at three o'clock or you'll get like in the middle of the day you'll get a lot of like kids that have been like sent home from school because they've got a cold Mm -hmm. which i think like this rapid antigen test will be good because yeah yeah i saw that on the news last night yeah yeah like it'll just mean that we won't have to take like 20 extra kids Kids are really hard to swab. Like, yeah. yeah. Swabbing kids only because they scream. Mm-hmm. That's not and nice, really, but yeah. And it's like really hard to like listen to a child scream at yeah. you when you're just like, obviously. And like the one thing that gets me is when parents just stand there mm-hmm. and like the kids kicking me or like trying to grab me and I'm like, grab your fucking kid. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm getting. That's the one thing that gets me is like yeah. parents won't hold their children down. Like we need you to like wrap like bear hug the children and mm. we put a hand on their forehead and push them back. Mm. It's quite forceful. So mm. I understand why a child would be scared. Mm. But the one thing that gets me is like in the middle of the day, like we've just had a rush and then we get all these children. Mm. We get parents that go, you're all right. And they'll stand back and watch. And I'll be like, can you get the child to sit on your lap? And they're like, they're seven. And I'm like, I don't care how old your freaking kid is. Put it on your lap. I'm like, I get that they're seven, but they're not cooperating. Yeah. Like any age after four is when they realise what's happening. Yeah. And it's so invasive. Like, it's not like it's a little, you know, just spit in this cup kind of thing. Like it's, it hurts. It does. And I imagine that pain as a seven-year-old, like that's insane. Having probably never had anything done before medically, Especially no. something as invasive as a COVID test. And, like, with our kids under two, we just do their nose because we can't get them to open their mouth because we can't be like, open your mouth because they'll be like, I'm two. Like, <laughs> they don't. Yeah. So, like, we just do a nose and that's a little invasive. But I like when parents will be like, put your hand on their head to help them and the parent lightly touches them. And I'm like, no. Be forceful. Force. <laughs> I'm like, literally, I'm like, forcefully hold the child back for me because but like any age after that we have to do the throat and the nose yeah yeah 
but we get the kids that squeal and like they don't open their nose or like open their mouth like they'll be like no and they scream and they kick and like <sighs> don't you love that it's oh like you see the kids that are so sweet that'll just sit there mm-hmm. like, I love we, we'll get a nurse with their kid and they'll get down on their level and fully be like they're just gonna do this and mm-hmm. you know and then you get the parents will be like shut up sit down you're like oh that does not help. <laughs> does not help. Or I actually had a bunch of adults cry on Friday. Oh, really? An adult be like, you hurt me. And I was like. I'm so sorry. I was like, I'm sorry, but you also moved as I was doing the swap. Like they do the whole like, they. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you need to stop moving. And like, I'm not moving. I'm like, ah. You are. <laughs> you are. Like, oh the job is like good in a sense that like, obviously I'm getting nursing experience, but. Mm they like have talked to us because obviously it'll get to a point where like swabbing will actually like die down yeah yeah because like there'll be rapid antigen or they won't need the people and I was told I'd be moved into ED Mm. which I'm really excited about like I don't know what it'll be in ED but it'll be something and I'm excited because I think nurse to be Lucy or was she was nurse to be Lucy she's a Rusong in emergency yeah because like all the grads right now if they're a Rusong grad they are in like wards and clinical areas and like what's gonna happen is like some of us will move forward into those areas Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of them at the vaccination clinic like where I am at the moment there's like 150 Rusongs oh my goodness I had no idea that's how yeah and like if each ward has like one to two Mm -hmm. um and then like there's only five of us that work in the vax clinic on top of all the bank and RN nurses right so like we like I like helping there but like obviously I'll get to a point where they'll be like we don't need five of you mm. and like we'll go into ED I like they said do you want to do ward or ED and I went with ED just because I feel like mm. I you want to go into anyway yeah and I feel like I do placement on wards so I'm a little bit like why don't I try something different yeah that's so true so like yeah that's how my day goes I guess it gets <laughs> like the end of the day and we do more staff or yeah we do a lot of pre-op screening yeah um and I'm also across where a hospital next to a different hospital mm-hmm. that doesn't COVID test okay we get all of their staff all of their pre-op patients um and everything as well so like the one thing we get is like pre-op which is like like we have a different room for that because we have to separate symptomatic and non-symptomatic testing mm-hmm. um which is also really frustrating because yes. like it's, it's also it's annoying. Like I went to my shift on Friday and had no computer access, mm-hmm. so I couldn't just hop onto a computer and swab someone because I couldn't get onto the computer and I had to wait, which was frustrating. And so for like the first three hours that morning, I was actually on the door asking people to do the QR code. Yeah, which is annoying oh, <laughs> yeah they're like, oh, triage. and I was like I can't even triage people because I can't even do the paperwork mm. for them mm. um and this is the first place I've worked that has EMR oh besides the Alfred for placement they had EMR but they use more paper because it was like they give the paper to the patients when they leave yeah but this is the first place I worked with EMR which also was like I've never seen EMR in my life what's like, EMR again for people that don't know it's like electronic medical um records records yeah i was like registry i don't fucking know well maybe it is registry 
I don't know. EMR. Some people call it, what do they call it? Some people call it something else as well. I can't think. We used cows, at, um, which are cows on wheels. At, um, like, that's just a cows on wheels. <laughs> computers on wheels. Oh, my gosh. That's what we are. And they are on the computers on wheels. Like, I have a computer on wheels. Um, oh, no, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember. Other hospitals don't call it EMR. Sometimes they call it. No. Yeah. But it's, it's mainly EMR. Most yeah. people will know it as EMR, um, which is is the classic term for it yes it is um i'm going so i put up on my story Mm -hmm. be like does anyone have any questions yes read them out to us muddy deal um i actually have a question for you bella yes what is the question um the question was what is your scope as a support worker how does that differ to being in nursing or are there things that you've gone oh I don't I don't know how to do this do you do medication that kind of stuff okay so medication wise you actually need a certificate as a support worker to do it mm-hmm. um I know that my company doesn't regardless of whether you have the certificate or not won't allow their support workers to give medication we can only supervise and prompt mm-hmm. um and then in terms of just scope in general, um, because like with personal care, sometimes you'll get clients that have um, catheters and mm-hmm. um, colostomy bags with the stoma and everything. So I can put on, like I can empty a catheter mm-hmm. bag. I can't take it out. I can't put it in, but I can change a stoma. Whereas <laughs> in first year nursing, we that was out of our scope of practice, stoma care. Yeah. So, which is really interesting to me um, because I think when I had a client that um, had a stoma and was a hoist transfer with two carers. So a hoist right. transfer is always with two carers. You always have two carers. Absolutely. Um, and the other carer that I was with just took it off and I was like, oh, like, are you an EN or an RN? Like, or do you have another certificate? And she's like, no, 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 you can do it. I was like, oh, okay. So, yeah, it just kind of depends. Mm. Um, because of the work the work that I do is, yeah, like I said, a lot of personal care. So mm. um, for clients that are bed-bound or wheelchair-bound that can't um, – um, what's the word? What's the word? It's on the tip of my tongue. Are you say wait there? No, um, I'm trying to think. That can't like use their legs. <laughs> what's the word? Not mobilize. Um, what's a nursing term? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> that, that you know can't move on their own. Um, for them, it's a lot of um, uh, like slide sheets, mm-hmm. um, rolls, that kind of thing, which has been really good um, because I personally had never really been exposed to hoists or slip sheets or slip sheets a little bit more and transfers but it's definitely um helped me develop those skills a lot more which makes me feel really confident in my basic nursing care Mm -hmm. um and then showers as well like I look back at showers that I did pre-support work and I'm like oh my gosh why did I do that like (laughs) why did I do it um yeah so you kind of just you learn as you go and yeah like support work is Basically, I'd just say it's like your basic care kind of nursing, stuff that you'd learn in first year kind of thing. 
Cool. Well, that like leads into another question was, do you think you could do it as a first year or do you feel more confident doing it as a second year? I wish that I'd actually gone into it as a first year. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely recommend going into it as a first year. Um, like I said, basic care, really good. It's a really good job to have with, like in addition to studying nursing because um, support work is really flexible generally. I know my companies and mm-hmm. a lot of companies with other carers that I work with are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so I build my own roster. I, I'm able to have my own clients, like pick my mm-hmm. own clients, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so I definitely recommend because I think, like I said, it just helps you build up those kind of first semester nursing care. So like bed, making beds, um, personal care. So like showers, um, what else? Bed baths, changes in the bed. Like if you have a client that can't... Um, you know, is wheelchair bound mm. or bed bound, um, like transfers, hoisting, um, feeds. Like if you have a client that has um, swallowing difficulty, that's a really big eye opener. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I would definitely recommend. It can be a bit daunting at first going into it, and I think you really have to be passionate about basic nursing care. Yeah. Um, because yeah that's that's why I love it is because you know I get to meet new people and yeah it's just a really good foundation to have with nursing and it's something that I would potentially like to carry on with when I am an RN so yeah would definitely recommend just give it a go and I think in your cover letter um just kind of say that you're a registered nurse and you'd love to start out and you know blah 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 whatever yeah (laughs) of course (laughs) basically (laughs) so yeah definitely recommend um I had a question saying what departments offer Rousson positions when can you apply and how does it work um so my hospital does in the vaccination clinic for COVID-19 and in the COVID-19 swabbing clinics I know it bunch of other hospitals actually have their roussons on covid wards yes um, which is a lot i feel like for myself i probably wouldn't say yes to that um i'm someone who catches a cold quite quickly and even in the ppe i'm still quite nervous like i find myself in the swabbing clinic being like oh i'm gonna wash my hands like 12 times and i take like literally like a panadol before i go because i'm like it'll block it like you know like there's a there's a certain type of Rousson that you know feels like they can work on a COVID ward, um, but my hospital also does the emergency department, which is like hopefully where I will go, going into like next year when all the grads go off and do their grad year, um, and then most of them are on their um, gen med and their orthopedic wards. Um, one thing to like really interesting about being a Rousson. Um, going back into scope like before is um the scope is more limited than you are as a student nurse oh really I didn't even know that yeah wow. so as a Rousson we only do vitals and it mm. has to be manual um we don't do BGLs I'm fairly sure um we do patient care um we do lifting um and like the most we can do is like a easy wound like that is the most 
like we can do like we can do like a cleaning of a small wound yeah, yeah that's nothing. what I can do as well like I can yeah. change dressings and that kind of thing just basic wound care yeah and like I don't think we can't go anywhere near like a catheter we can't change anything like that um the scope is quite limited as a root one because you're actually you're under the supervision of an iron like you would be as a student but not it's like more indirect supervision okay. so like in the covid in the clinic um i swab and do the paperwork and everything by myself yeah um, but we normally kind of work in teams like someone does the computer work someone swabs normally mm-hmm. if we're slow or if we're busy even sometimes but if we need like nurses on computers and we need like four of us all swabbing then we all swab okay. um but up on the ward you still do a lot um like you do some by yourself but i think a lot of it is like limited based on the fact that you are still a student um um and like with the whole like applying it like for me it came out with my university yeah so it was like emailed to us it was you know different mm-hmm. we get them like every week i think of like jobs um available to undergrads uh-huh. and and irons they are like most hospitals yeah will be like we've got a position <laughs> position position here a big thing for me was because i am at epworth for most of my placement i wanted to have some public experience because mm-hmm. obviously epworth is private mm-hmm. um and that was a big thing for me was like oh i want to be able to do some like work in the public system as well yeah um and that's been like really great but like most if you just go hop onto like seek or in indeed you can mm-hmm. literally search out like undergraduate nursing roles roost on nursing roles and you'll get like your ains come up and pca mm-hmm. i saw like monash health for instance is still looking for roost ons they just took an intake but they're still looking for more yeah um and like you actually apply through the hospital yeah like, if you apply through deacon or anything you actually i had to create an account like with my hospital mm-hmm. and apply through their like um like careers like when you go to a hospital and you I don't know if anyone else does this sometimes I'll just check what a hospital has in jobs mm-hmm. like as an RN I'll be like RN positions and I'll see like what they have <laughs> love that I just do it because it's like interesting I want to know mm-hmm. um and so like that's what I that's how you can also do it you literally search Ruson through there as well if you have mm-hmm. a hospital that you like and you might want to see if they have roles yeah um and you apply through there and like like it is a cover letter two referees like two clinical referees mm-hmm. and not like an outside referee and your resume right okay um and it was like it's actually quite a long process I applied for the job in September mm-hmm. and did my first shift last Wednesday yeah yep so it takes a while like it does mm-hmm. take a while it's it's not a quick and simple process I will no. admit it does take a long time whereas mine was really quick like, yeah, I think, like, we need support got workers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we do. I think there was already Rusons working, and those Rusons are now, like, grad Rusons in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the hospital I work at is open for third years, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Ruson positions are, like, second or third, mainly third. Like, they'll take third years over second years. Yeah. Um, I know Epworth takes second years but not for wards like you have to do the front door entry check like this okay um but you can't go into wards until you are third like all right like I think for me I'm excited to go into emergency I'm not like I don't think I would enjoy being on a ward I think I'd rather be in a COVID clinic than on a ward I don't know why I just feel like I do that anyway unpaid and I don't think I want to do a paid on top of being unpaid doing it I don't know Mm -hmm. 
yeah definitely um, but yeah another question was what is it like being a Rusan and working with an RN and a team of patients um this one like I can't really answer I guess because I don't work on a ward yet yep um but like what's it like being a Rusan and like with RNs it's pretty good I feel like I don't get looked at like I'm a Rusan mm-hmm. um like one of the nurses saying she was like because my badge has Rusan on it and she was like nah you're a nurse like oh. in my eyes you're a nurse and I was oh, like what? oh thank you because like it's you do feel like you're on placement in a sense but like you also like I get you like don't feel like you're on placement because yeah. you're doing it yourself um and you don't have to be like hi can I please have your approval to do this because yeah. you do it yourself um so I do like working with the RNs like when the RNs are on I normally will go over and say hello to them mm-hmm. um the bank nurses are also lovely but they're all quite um like a lot older than me mm-hmm. Like, I'm definitely the youngest person working in the clinic. Like, yep. us, myself and the other Roussons, we are definitely the babies of the clinic. The babies of the clinic. I love it. Yeah. And, like, it, it is really good. Like, it is good. But it definitely is something, like, that I look at and I'm like, um, like, I don't know. I like working with the RNs because I feel like an RN. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, I feel like if I wasn't treated like an RN myself. I'd be host mad. <laughs> yeah, host mad. Big bong. Big bong. <laughs> I'd be mad. But I, I really enjoy it. I think definitely it's something, like, different. But mm. um, it's a good opportunity. I feel like if there's no harm in trying if you see the opportunity to do one. Like, I was offered a return job earlier in the year um, that just didn't work with my schedule, and I said no which I'm kind of glad I did because I would have been working at a hospital that I know and it's a hospital that I was like, eh, I kind yeah. of want to work Elsewhere. in a hospital. Yeah, definitely. So I waited. And I'm glad I waited because now I'm here. And that's why everything happens for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. A reason. Big, 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 big believer in that. Mm-mm. Yes. So, yeah. Well, well. That's what we talked about. Yeah. There's not really much to add. Um, no. Um, else to kind of, I think we've pretty much covered all bases. Um, Obviously, if you have any more questions, reach out to us on Don't Fall, Please Call on Instagram. Yes, please do. Or on our personal accounts or Maddie's nursing account, my personal account, because I don't have a nursing account because too much. You run effort. Don't Fall, Please Call. Yeah. <laughs> You can obviously tell who runs that because there's like barely anything on it. <laughs> Which I I will be pretty active on my account next week. So I start placement mm-hmm. in three weeks for three weeks' time. Um and I'm excited. I'm on a mum and bub unit. Really oh, excited. how exciting. I'm really excited. But if there's like not an episode, it's literally because Oh yeah. I don't know what he's on placement and I've got life. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It might be a one for like a couple of weeks. Mm. If we have time, we might film. Yeah, I think we might do like a mini one or something because um, I really want to talk about like body image. I think it would be a really good thing to talk about, like especially um, being around nurses. I think I found that it's something that I became a lot more aware of going mm-hmm. into nursing. Mm-hmm. Don't know if you're the same, Mads, but 
Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like with the scrubs and that kind of thing. Yep. Um, yeah, so, but we'll find time and can't promise when, but we'll we keep will. You updated. Keep you updated. <laughs> Thanks for listening today, guys. We hope you enjoyed and we will talk to you very soon. Bye. Bye.